Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me, too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters. And today we're going to be talking with Carolyn Dunn. Carolyn is a uh, perfume artist, shall we say, and she is going to be talking to us about how she works with people and scent to create incredible perfumes for people. And I'm just going to give you a quick biography. Uh, Carolyn Dunn is a scent artist, jeweler, and she is the founder of Essential. Uh, am I saying that right, Karen? Carolyn? Essential, yes. Essential, okay. And she lives her passion by empowering women to pursue what they truly desire in life. And that is so important for us as menopausal women. She guides her clients in leveraging all the senses in creative activities, allowing them to release worn out expectations and receive direction instead from the voice whispering deep inside them. Anything you'd like to add to that, Carolyn, today? (laughs) (laughs) Just that I'm very happy to be here. And yeah, I think this is an appropriate and exciting topic for women uh, of a menopausal age, of which I'm included. (laughs) So Carolyn and I, um, Carolyn led an experience that I participated in a few weeks ago, about two months ago, in which she led six women through uh, creating their own scents. And it was very much so that Carolyn did the leading, the teaching but we really created our own sense because it was an individual scent for each of us. And it was amazing how different these six women's personal sense came out. And I was so excited um, to, to get this because I wasn't a scent person. And coming into this, I was like, Carolyn, I don't know about this, but I'm coming anyway. And she she said, uh, well, just tell me a little bit about your scent history. And I said, there's really not a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she came in with some amazing scents. And I love the scent we created together. So, Carolyn, tell us a little bit about how you work with um, a group or an individual to create that scent. Sure. So, you know, I, I always think at the individual level first, because everything that I do is fully customized to a single person. Mm -hmm. So whether I'm working one-on-one or one in 20, 
Um, I'm always thinking about each one of those people first. So what I do is uh, speak with you or send you a message with just a few high level questions around, as you mentioned, your, you know, your scent history and your preferences. What have you worn before that you really loved? Um, or, you know, what have you worn that you really don't ever want to wear again? So <laughs> likes and dislikes, as well as, you know, to get a feel for the type of fragrance you want to make. So now with you um, not having really worn scent for quite a while, you know, the field was wide open. There are other folks who are addicted to perfume, as I used to be. Now I, now I make them for everyone else. I don't wear them as much myself. But um, for those who are really, really love perfume, then it's about, oh, I want it to be a winter scent. I want it to be a summer scent. Or this mm -hmm. is going to be my, my dress up, you know, going out to fundraisers, whatever, versus, you know, daily wear to the office. So I get some of that background as well as speaking to them one on one to get a feel for what they're not able to really articulate with their written word about what they're described before. Like, you know, what's the feeling I'm getting from this person? Are they the type who wants to be very ostentatious, wants to be kind of like the biggest personality in the room? Or are they someone who are just very confident in themselves and just want to be very authentic? And happy about that and for people to remember that authenticity. So it's a range of both personality and history. And then also, you know, as I'm certainly very well aware, this day and age, there are so many different products out on the market that you don't even think of as scented, but they are. It's like you can't escape it. And it does drive a lot of people crazy. And I think that has made people very sensitized to scent. And so I'm very careful with folks like that as well. Like, okay, what preconceived notions do they have coming in around? I want nothing to do with this. Um, hopefully they're, they're interested enough to give it a try. And that's why they call me. And that's kind of how you and I wound up working together. Yeah. Um, but then it's, then it's kind of a trust journey going forward. Yeah. The, I, that was one thing that I noticed was you spent even, even in, before our session and in our session, you spent a lot of time with each one of us, making sure that we were comfortable with the with the kinds of scents that you pulled out for us. Absolutely. And it was kind of interesting because um, the age of our group was more towards the menopausal women in the group. In the the it was a subset of a larger meeting. And so speak to how you see scent as a part of your life changing as you age and as we go through and many, many, many women told me that their their own personal odor changes as they go through this hormonal and chemical change that is menopause. So how yeah. does how does that figure into what you're doing? Yeah, so there are lots of layers in there. I will try to to touch each one without going too far <laughs> down the rabbit hole that I, that I lose anybody. Um, first off, uh, I have discovered uh, over my 20 years of making perfume, I started out in all natural perfume making using essential oils and absolutes before people even knew what the, what they were. And mm. I have since expanded into using more ingredients because that is what we expect from a, um, you know, boutique quality professional perfume. We go okay. beyond just the essential oils. Now that tends to scare people because they think, well, natural, I, all I want is natural. Uh, I don't want any chemicals, but 
at the end of the day, absolutely everything is a chemical. There are some <laughs> that are man-made. There are some that are natural. I, I lean more towards the natural and, and my ingredients do as well. But there are some things in there that are man-made because they need to be. Mm. Uh, surprisingly, things like gardenia and lilac, even though they have an incredible smell in nature, they do not release their odor. And yet oh. people expect them to be in a perfume. So that we have to create. So that's mm-hmm. that's a rabbit hole we will not jump in. It takes a while. But um, what I like about using as, as many natural ingredients as possible is that the more natural, the more from nature an ingredient is, the better chance it will have in forming a synergy with your body. Mm. It's, it tends to be less sensitizing. It tends to cause fewer headaches. It blends better with your natural chemistry. And so it does work better for people who, who have some challenges around all of those matters. Now, that being said, um, I often, you know, I call myself a scent artist because I really, I do, I paint pictures with smell and I liken scent to paint essentially as well. If you think about, you know, a painting, say you're doing a simple, all I could manage at this stage of my life is like a simple sunflower with, you know, maybe some grass behind it, right? You paint that on a piece of paper, you do the same exact painting on a block of wood, and then you do a third one on a proper painting canvas. Mm -hmm. Even though you're using the same ingredients and you're painting the same likeness, it's going to have a different texture on the paper versus the canvas versus the wood. And we're the same. Our skin is like that medium that we're Mm -hmm. painting on. So if you've got dry skin, it's going to be different. If you have a high pH, it's going to be different. And especially with women, even, you know, beyond menopause and maybe even more, especially (laughs) pre-menopause is the fluctuation in hormones throughout the month. Your, your individual scent changes just naturally as part of the reproductive cycle. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to the way we smell is going to change at our just human level. So you can imagine anything you put on top of that will shift as well. Yeah. So those are all things you have to take into account. Now, as I say, the more natural the ingredients, the better chance it's going to work with you. There are occasionally uh, situations where a pH that's too acidic, no matter what you do, it's always going to change whatever you put on into almost like a vinegary smell. Mm. And there are ways of wearing scent to avoid that. You don't have to eliminate perfume from your life. You can put it, uh, say, you know, especially if you're a woman, you can spritz it on a scarf and you carry that on your purse. Or you want to put some on like a um, a cotton ball and tuck it down in your bra. Or you can have it sprayed lightly in your hair. If it's not coming in contact with your skin, it's not mixing with your body oils and it has a better chance of staying true. So hopefully that's good news to your listeners who maybe they don't want a custom perfume. There's one that they've worn a long time that they found has changed on them a little bit. Those are ways to make it truer to the bottle. Right. So, you know, we tend to think of scent as what you can get when you walk into a department store or if you're fortunate enough to live in some place where you can go into a perfumery that uh, really has the high end scents. But there's an overwhelmingness to that. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that's part of why I don't, I, I avoided scent from, for so long that, and, um, 
some of the little old church ladies, shall we say? Because <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when it, when I went to a church with a very much older population, there was a lot of that lilac scent um, mm-hmm. that was uh, fairly artificial in in nature. Um, just thinking about thinking back on it, it it was that you know relatively inexpensive toilet water. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah, and see, and that's the, that's the thing. You know, you have. You have that concept of, you know, the church ladies are all kind of smelling like those heavy flowers and not necessarily the way you smell them in nature. Um, I have, you know, having been in high school in the 80s, all I can think of is like every guy I knew wore polo or Drakkar Noir. And so we all have our associations from experience with scents. So that's one thing. The other thing is our own kind of sub, you know, subconscious associations. Things like you'll smell them and you'll either bring a smile to your face or you'll it'll tweak something in you that you just go, mm, there's something about that I just don't like that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. It is extremely, um, it's extremely subjective and it is very experiential. And so when I sit down with somebody, I can't assume I know what they're going to like, even if I figure out... Um, you know, the type of fragrance in general, what they like. So what we call fragrance families. So you have fruity florals or spicy orientals or fresh chifras. That's great. That's a category. But I'm, I don't know if I'm, if I have a, say a, a floral chifra, there's a lovely, what I consider to be a lovely, um, tea rose type smell that I think is absolutely beautiful that other people, as soon as they open the tea is, I mean, rose is a very divisive ingredient. Mm. People either love it or they hate it. And then among the people who love it, it's okay. I love it, but it smells like my grandmother. So I'm not going to wear it (laughs) or I love it. And yes, put as much in my perfume as possible. So there's, so there's the scientific level of, I know this particular range of ingredients here is going to work for the type of fragrance you like, but I don't know that, you know, maybe you had a, say we were working, making your perfume. Something happened where you got caught in an undertow and you got pulled under the water for a while and that scared you as a child. You might not like the smell of some of the sea scents that I have yeah, in I, my perfume. I can see that. Even though that fits for your category. So it's that whole range. Um, so you have to consider the, the really subjective experience as well as, um, you know, even the beautiful things that you've worn. Maybe you're just at a point in your life where like, I'm choosing something different for myself. And I think this really speaks to your audience. We have different milestones in our lives. Mm. I had a a wonderful experience once where a woman came in and I asked, I always ask somebody like, you know, what brought you here today? And she said, well, I'm about to become a grandmother for the first time. And I know the sense of smell is very closely associated with memory. And I want that child to recognize me by only this smell and we're making that smell today wow i was like well that's that's a lot of pressure Alan. it brought <laughs> tears to my eyes but i thought you know it's it's so true and so you know we have an opportunity especially in, in wearing custom fragrance in deciding who we want to be just like we do in our, in our daily lives every day we get to wake up and go all right am i the person i was yesterday am i the person i choose to be have i figured out who that is and so we get in creating something that's customized. You choose what you love, 
what works well for you, what works well together. And it can either be just a celebration of who you are in this moment, which I think is so important, especially at a time in your life where everything's changing and you're like, I'm not sure where I am. And, you know, my life is very different. My body is very different. How do I, how do I choose me right now? That's one way to do it. And the other part is, you know, who do I want to be? What am I aspiring to? And you put the ingredients together for that person that you're picturing in your mind. And every time you spray it, you're stepping into quite literally sometimes stepping. if you're spritzing the air, you're stepping, stepping right into that right. every single day. And so it is an empowerment. It is setting an intention and putting it out, amplifying it to the universe. And it's just, it's a tremendous act of self-love. And it's important every day, but I think in particular in moments of, of great change and really fundamental change in your body it's it can be you know menopause can be a very confusing and mm. you know resetting time in your life and it's often accompanied by lifestyle changes as well you know with yeah. children growing up and coming at getting out of the house sometimes unfortunately maybe marriage is ending your identity is shifting dramatically at this time so it's your chance to stop and say hey i i choose to love me i'm going to choose how i show up each day and this is going to be part of that. Yeah, I in my book, I just want to be me again. Uh, I talk about you 2.0, which is really the, the place that we step from um, the person that we were into the person that we want to be. Yeah. And we get we get a tremendous amount of choice in that in who we want to be, because Many of the constraints that you talk about, which are sort of external constraints, are gone, but also many of the internal constraints, the changes that happen within us, allow us to be that person that we want to be, that we've never yes. been before because we were too constrained by job and family and community and all of the things that kind of pressed down upon us. Yeah. And so allowing ourselves some of these luxuries some of these things that we may not have allowed ourselves before before or you know honestly scent doesn't go that great with spit up on the shoulders no and you, and you don't want to have a smell that's too strong with the baby you want the baby to you know to bond so, with your scent so yes so, so many grandma scent might be a better choice than mommy scent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, and certainly I, I have so many people come to me for so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I started this because I loved perfume and I was addicted to it. But that's not why people come to me for the most part. I do get my handful of aficionados and we have a fun time geeking out over ingredients. <laughs> but I'd say 75, 80 percent of people who come to me, they're celebrating some sort of milestone. It's a birthday. It's an anniversary. Um, it's a wedding. And then there are people who are celebrating themselves because of other things that have happened. So like the woman who is about to have a grandchild, somebody who's just gotten divorced, whose husband always bought perfume for her. And she now has nothing left to wear that she doesn't remind her of him Yeah, and wants something for herself. Or, you know, someone who is, I've had people re recovering from cancer. Mm. We're ready to smell again. Like, you know, they avoided scent for such a long time and they're celebrating you know, like a new life for themselves. 
this is a way of doing that. I laugh a little bit because I'm thinking, or recovering from COVID. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, quite a few people have lost their sense of smell and had to come back from it. And that was one of my greatest fears. Obviously, you know, health is the most important thing. I knew I was a fairly healthy person. I wasn't terribly concerned, you know, as it progressed and we were able to address it in hospitals yeah. and so forth. But I was absolutely terrified of losing my sense of smell because that would be I not the end, not just the end of my career, but the end of my passion. Because to me, it's it's just so it's integral to life. It's something that you don't realize how important it is until it's gone. Mm. And I think maybe the people who who did lose their sense of smell during COVID, there's actually this, this big resurgence. I, I uh, attended a conference about a week and a half ago. It was World, oh, uh, I forget what it was called, <laughs> but it was essentially like they had set this up um, as an annual event to celebrate the sense of smell and to improve research around it because it has been ignored for a very long time. Yeah. And it wasn't until a large enough scale of people lost it and realized how much quality of life they lost by losing it, that it became important enough for science to go, we should pay attention. Because sense is related to taste. It's obviously related to just the enjoyment of the world around you. Um, and you don't, and it's also a safety issue at the very basic level. It's, can you smell the fire that's, that's brewing in the kitchen? Mm -hmm. It's sense of, you know, the smoke, or if your food is off, you know, at a, at an instinctual level, you need it. But at the other end of it is like, there's so much joy to get from it. It's part of the, the wonder of life. Like, why would you deny yourself that? And why not celebrate it? Why not be intentional with it? Exactly. And they say, you know, I've I've read some research that says that since um, for for people with dementia or you know issues around memory, that sense can often bring back specific moments and specific places and times that really uh, trigger those memories, and they trigger memories for all of us. So. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. The sense of smell is the only sense that goes straight to our, our lizard brain. It goes straight to the instinctual response first before it's processed by the intellect. And so we will have a reaction to it before we figure out, oh, that's vanilla or, oh, that's, the, oh, somebody must be cutting their grass. It's, yeah. It brings that smile or the grimace first. <laughs> that's cool. So because it's so directly linked, like just, you know, directly straight yeah. into the body it yeah. bypasses the brain so it makes sense to me that you know that for people especially suffering dementia it's the cognitive processes that are starting to muddy yes but the body will have a response and so that response is like a muscle memory that can help trigger something else so they you know they say something similar happens with music mm -hmm. and Funnily enough, you know, I equate music and, and scent quite often. We're talking notes. We have top notes, heart notes, bass notes. <laughs> and you talked about how the, um, you know, working with five other women making perfume, how each one of you is very different, even when you often had similar ingredients. Yes. The same thing in music. You change one note, the melody is different. The same thing happens in perfume. But both of those things have such an emotional depth to them. Mm -hmm. And a link to our humanity and our, you know, or even just our animal instincts, instincts 
it makes complete sense that those are two ways to cut through and get to the person inside when the brain is just not quite processing the way it used to. So let's switch gears just a little bit here because you and I have ta also talked about some other work that you've been doing around creativity. And I would love for you to share with our audience um, some of the some of the ways that, that this work was sent has taken you out into a broader sense of, or a broader realm of creativity where you're not just working with the, the sense of smell, but also the rest of the senses and how, um, how that's working and, and do what, why someone would want to work. We even talk about, let me go back a little bit and say, we even talked about, you know, dealing with cray, working with crayons and mm -hmm. some very simple, almost childlike yes. creativity activities. And I, what I'd like you to speak to a little bit here is why someone in this phase of their life, someone who is moving from adult to, I don't know, post <laughs> super adult <laughs> super adult yeah <laughs> uh, or from mom to to empress or uh it, however you want to put it but moving into this second phase of their lives why they would want to go back and play yes uh, that's such a great question and actually you you'll find you've answered your own question in asking it <laughs> um one of the things i discovered you know i Part of why I started working this business in 2015 was a, a midlife crisis. It was sitting, staring at a computer screen and going, what the heck am I doing with my life? Knowing that what I was doing, apparently I was good at, but I didn't love it. So why should I keep doing it? So I, I went, think you and I were staring at parallel <laughs> screens back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the thing is, you know, just like you were talking about earlier in, in our discussion today, you're at a point in your life at, at menopause where all of a sudden your life starts to open up for you. If you can see it that way, there are fewer demands. You know, you are not a baby machine anymore, even if you didn't give birth or even dream of it like myself. Just the mere idea that that was part of what you were made for. That's and now over that with. Was, and that was what your body, your biology exactly was telling you to do. Exactly. So you just you resisted. Yes, yeah, so I, I resisted. Um, but there are all these expectations that we wind up just marching to throughout our lifetime. And it's not until we hit either a crisis or a time where things slow down enough where we go, wait a minute, you know, who am I? What, how did I even get here? And like that talking head song, you know, where did the, day, the days go by? <laughs> You do hit that point where like, like I did staring at that computer screen going, I, I was a literature major. How am I logging bug tickets for a web platform in IT? What, how did this happen? If you, it's a wonderful time after you get over that shock of like, how did I just spend the last 50 years and do it? What, how do I want to spend the next 50? That's the more important question. And absolutely, hopefully you have the opportunity to really examine that a little bit. And sometimes the expectations, the societal norms, 
the impositions that we've put on ourselves are so ingrained that if someone were to ask you, what do you want? You might not know what the heck to to answer. And I was certainly in that spot. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Nobody's asked me what I wanted for at least 40 years, you know, at a really deep level. And so I've found in order to kind of fast track to that, hopefully for you, you can skip the years of therapy and and all kinds of stuff that I I went through. But fastest way to, to, to get into that, that mode of what do you want? How do you experience pleasure is to tap into a time before society expected anything of you. Mm. So that is child's play. It's sitting down with your crayons, with your finger paints, with your Play-Doh. I like finger paint and Play-Doh most, honestly, because it is, it's play, it's fun, it's tactile, and neither one of those media is expected to be a, a masterpiece at the end. You know, you're not <laughs> going to have something incredible with finger paint. And so you're taking that expectation off yourself because most people are like, yeah, art therapy. I go into that going, oh, it's got to be beautiful. It's yeah. not about being beautiful. It's about just being in the moment and experiencing it, getting tactile and getting that smell. You get the smell, it'll take you back. That temper of paint, you smell it. And it's all of a sudden you're like four years old and you've got a smock on in your hand, you know, holding this big piece of paper and handing it to your parent. Um, just jumping into the moment and experiencing it and just getting lost in that helps tap into that time where people hadn't told you, no, you can't do that yet. Mm. You know, what were your dreams? And so first off, it's experiencing joy. That's the biggest thing. The second thing is experiencing your senses because we get so caught up, especially as adults in our brains, trying to figure things out and plan and so forth. And it is what is, um, is valued in society is what you can do with your brain. But that means you're ignoring a big part of who you are. You're not a brain walking around. You're a you're a whole human person. And so getting into your body, getting into all of your senses opens yourself up to the full experience you're meant to have on earth. And so you need to tap into the, all of the different senses, the touch, the sight, not just the sight, not just the hearing, but what does it, ta- what does it taste like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? What is the texture? And so once you start to do that, you open yourself up to the joy, you open open yourself up to the experience of the moment instead of what am I going to get at the end of this? What is the output? The output doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So you want to jump into all that and that frees your mind up to that moment of, I just want to have fun. So what does fun look like to me? All right, this is all, this is all cute and literally fun and games. What does fun like look like to me now? Is it something that I liked to do as a child? Maybe. Is it something that is related to what you did as a child? It could be. Um, But the point is to be in the moment and to experience all the senses and to get at a very metaphysical level. If we believe in some sort of divine creator, there is that energy that's out there that gets expressed in different ways around the earth. And for us, it's we being in the human experience. We were put here to, to live fully as humans. And so... The word manifest has its roots in, you know, hand, man. Mm. So what we do, manifestation is bringing the thought into physical reality. And the God energy can't do that. It's just energy. We have the physical capability to do things. So every time we actually create with our hands, 
and not just our minds, we are fulfilling our creative purpose, which just brings more and more of that into our lives. Wonderful. We're able to do that. And the, the output of those different creative experiences can help to propel your other intentions. So create a perfume, wear it every day. You're putting that intention out into the universe. Carolyn, wonderful stuff. Um, I look forward to experiencing some of the ways that you bring this creativity into the world. And I, I look forward to you watching you work with women, especially women that, that fill, fill my heart with happiness, um, as they integrate it. So for me, a lot of it is, it's all about integrating the person who, uh, or the child we were and the young woman that we kind of left behind and the mom who saw things here and there and said, oh, but I don't have time to, to explore that. And the woman that we've become, the this person, this postmenopausal person who says, I have the time to explore and to integrate all of this stuff together. And whether it's with writing or um, finger paint or crayons or the things that they do with their body out in the world. And, you know, I know for me, a lot of it was becoming an athlete for the first time in my life. So, you know, running races and doing stuff that I wouldn't have thought of doing before, but I see now how it fits into, to this whole picture and person that I always have been. Yes. So I'm looking forward to watching that come more and more into fruition with you. And I encourage the listeners today to reach out to you. Can you give us a quick where they can find you and more will be in the, this will all be written in the show notes. So you don't have to worry too much about spelling. (laughs) Yeah. So you can find me at essential.com on online as well as on Facebook and Instagram at Essential by Carolyn Dunn. And I would love to chat with you and help you see all the wonderful things you can do with your life now and how to celebrate who you are and who you're becoming. Thank you so much for spending this part of your afternoon with us. And I look forward to watching this new venture grow. I look forward to wearing my perfume way more often. And I look forward to hearing about the experiences that other women have working with you uh, around the the, uh, realm of scent. Thanks so so much. After this short break, Carolyn and I will be back with a quick update about her experiences at the Oscars gifting suites. It's a really fun piece, and I hope you'll stick around to listen in. Are you running on empty? Do you wake up in the morning feeling like you're done for the day before you even get out of bed? Menopause can do that to you. The changes in menopause echo throughout your body, causing symptoms like depression, anger, GERD, weight gain, insomnia, and fatigue. The symptoms can last for decades. I've helped hundreds of women get better sleep, wake up full of energy that lasts the whole day, and ditch all the other symptoms that were dragging them down. 
I'd like to offer you a free consultation with me to find out how you can take control of your menopause journey and feel better now. You can schedule your time to talk at menopause.guru slash consult. Hey, everybody, we're back. And I'm here with Carolyn Dunn. And we recorded this interview a while back. And since then, something really exciting has happened for her in her perfume journey. And I wanted to kind of let her talk about it because she got an opportunity to go out to California to participate in, let me see if I get this right, the Oscar Celebrity Gifting Suites, where she made a custom perfume just for the Oscars, just for these celebrities. And now she's selling it and making it available to the public. But I want you to tell us, hey, Carolyn, I want you to tell us a little bit about just, just about this experience and some of the things that happened. I know you've You've told us, and I know some of it's a little non-disclosure kinds of things, but what you can tell us about this experience for you and your fabulous perfume. Absolutely. Yes. And and thank you for the opportunity to talk about it. It has been a bit of a whirlwind. So I was asked back in October uh, to, as you say, participate in a celebrity gifting suite the week of the Oscars. And uh, to be honest, I don't follow the award shows all that much. So I didn't even know what such a thing was, but I investigated and um, found out that they had really, they had sourced me. They had actually found me and went searching for somebody who did fragrance, um, who is niche and in North Carolina, they liked the fact that I used fine French fragrances because the company that runs this particular suite is Dubois Pelin, uh, DBA, and they do award shows all around the world. And uh, so I agreed to participate and it was a combination of a scent, as you mentioned, that I would create for the gift bag so that everyone could go home with something in their hand, as well as on the spot making custom fragrances for the A-list celebrities who came through. So (laughs) yeah, so not no pressure at all. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was really wonderful because, you know, as you know, and as I mentioned before, the focus of my business is really about making something that is unique to the person who's going to wear it, that reflects who they are or who they want to step into being. So it's very aspirational. It's very personal. It's completely unique, which kind of goes counter to here's something to throw in a gift bag, right? Um, (laughs) But I was able to do both, which made me very happy. So um, I formulated this scent that uh, I wanted to be as universal as possible, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, as I say, I-, I like people to be able to choose. But if you had to pick something that most people would wear, this would be it. So it's it was something that I wanted to reflect our um, our common humanity. What are the parts about us that are common amongst us? What's the spirit that's inside of us that actually comes from the divine and is the divine? How would we kind of represent that in scent? And so I wanted something that was very fresh and made you feel very aligned and luminous and bright. And so I created a fragrance that is is very much in the not only aspirational realm, but the affirmational realm. And I called it I am dot, dot, dot. And I'm going to say, because 
I, when you put it out for open purchase, I purchased some immediately. And I've got to say, it's fabulous. Thank you. It is really something that's very, uh, very different, uh, very fresh, very light and easy to wear. So yes. uh, I'm, I'm really thrilled with it. Thank you. Yeah. I, and that's, that's exactly what I was going for. Um, and I'm always, uh, I'm always my harshest critic as we all are to ourselves. Right. <laughs> so this was actually formula number four uh, throughout all the other ones. And I went, I think this is this it. Is and um, I was really pleased at the actual suite. We had um, roughly 200 people come through. And it's not an exaggeration to say that other than maybe two or three out of all of those people absolutely adored it. And they were so happy to go home with it. They're like, what do you mean? Well, where can I buy it? I'm like, I'm giving it to you as a gift. Oh, really? That's amazing. So, um, so yeah, it is, as you say, it's very light and easy to wear. It's, um, it's got some, some bright like bergamot citrus, some tea a little bit of fruit balanced with sea scent, you know, an ocean scent. Mm -hmm. And it's grounded in a very, very light skin loving musk and moss. So it is, um, it's, it works on all bodies, you know, female, masculine, however you identify. And it is a nice, just a refreshing scent that stays with you for a few hours. So I was really pleased for that. And the idea, you know, as I say, I called it, I am, because of you know the great I am, the universal spirit that's part of all of us, but it also invites you into that conversation with yourself of like, how do you want to, um, how do you want to describe yourself? I am, and for this one, like it's, I am fresh, I'm aligned, I'm one with the universe. Um, but you can always take that additional step of creating something that is completely uniquely yours with me. Uh, where, you know, use whatever, whatever adjectives you want and how we represent that in scent, whether it's, you know, I am confident, I am assured, I am friendly, whatever it is. And so um, on the spot at this event, which lasted two days, uh, I was able to create, I think it was eight or nine different unique fragrances. Now, my process usually takes two hours after a full consultation with a client. I had, you know, all of maybe 10 or 15 minutes to get a read of who they are, what they liked, and then throw together some ingredients and hope it worked for them. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a little bit of pressure. And it was certainly it, it made me actually feel kind of good in that I was able to do it. Um, yeah. I was like, what do you mean you're going to make it on the spot? I'm like, I, I can just I can hone in on on who a person is and what they want. And just make minor adjustments. And so I did for um, actors who actually, for the most part, were from TV rather than the mm -hmm. movies. The majority of folks who came through the suite were involved in the films that were, you know, nominated, but they weren't the actors. So I spoke yeah. with a lot of directors and editors and producers, which was all amazing because we got into wonderful conversations and some whose message in their film aligned with the message of I am. Like we are all united. We all need to treat each other well and understand that, you know, there's a connection within us and we can assert ourselves individually and should, but keep in mind that, you know, we're all part of one. So, but of the folks who did make a sense, there, it was a range of interests. Um, one particularly fun one, I did one for Gilles Marini, who is an actor who's done a lot of different 
um, different TV shows and some movies. So Sex and the City, he was on Dancing with the Stars. And he is a, a very, very good looking Frenchman. <laughs> and he came up to me and I was thrilled to find out as we were talking that he actually grew up in the town that my ingredients come from. That's so he's cool. from across France. So he knows good quality. He knows the natural ingredients. And he was thrilled to meet me and, and find that, you know, when I offered him a send, he's like, of course. And um, he's like, well, you know, you're the expert. And what he did and others would say like, oh, I like this or I like that. Um, this is the type of fragrance I wear. He just came very close to my face, stared in my eyes for several seconds, then said, you now know me, make what I need. It's like, oh, okay, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> so <laughs> off to go talk to the other vendors while I I mixed something for him and I, you know, I was able to catch him before he went back out. He sprayed it on. He's like, it's perfect. He gave me this big hug and he was just absolutely thrilled. So, That's so um, cool. yeah, so that was, that was a fun experience. And then there are, you know, other people who were very precise, like, oh, I grew up with this scent and I've never been able to find it in a perfume. And I was like, I was able to present her with a bottle saying, this is it. She's like, oh, I can't believe it. I've even gone to professionals, you know, to have a custom scent made and they've never been able to do it. And I made it on the spot for her. That's so, awesome. um, yeah, so it was, it was really, it was, um, a great deal of fun. It was very creative. It was, it was nonstop, but just so wonderful to connect with folks who seem so set apart from us. You know, you think celebrity and, you know, you've seen them on screen. And so I got to meet somebody who was in Wednesday, the movie. Uh -huh. and the, movie, the TV series. And, um, you know, he was obviously, as many people were, not particularly interested in perfume. But part of the gig is they they agree to do this and get all these free gifts by going and talking to every single vendor who's there and having a photograph taken with them. So it was required. <laughs> um, so I, you know, was very nervous, you know, presenting people with this sense and knowing that wait, they wanted nothing to do with it. But they all were like, oh, wait, like really happily surprised. Like, this is beautiful. I would yeah. wear this. I'm like, okay, great. That's the whole point. It yeah. is. And please and, take this bottle home with you. Yeah. And you know me, I'm not, I'm not a big scent person, but I really like this scent. I, and so if our listeners want to get a a bottle of this for themselves or want to discuss with you how they can make their own unique and personalized fragrance. How do they get in touch with you and how do they find the perfume? Sure. So you would go to my website. It's essential.com and then slash pre Oscars. And there you'll find the description and an ordering information for the perfume. I've got it currently in the size that I presented to the various actors and producers and so forth. But I've actually gotten some reorders. People want a larger size because they love it. And it's it's kind of trumped all their other fragrances, <laughs> which is wonderful. So I'll be adding larger sizes to that page. So not only uh, will that description be there, but I believe towards the bottom of that page is also a link to um, speak with me about a custom fragrance. Okay, so and be, you you can chat. you can find that information in the show notes. Uh, Carolyn, so congratulations on a great gig, and I'm Thank sure you. that there are many people walking around Hollywood today wearing "I Am." Yes, I, I believe there are, and you know, I, it's nice to know that a few of them were tucked in pockets or purses walking down the the not so red carpet this year. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on your on your phenomenal success. And I'm so proud to call you friend. Thank you Thanks so much. So much.
Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, Five Tips to Get Better Sleep Tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you.